impact. You love to see it. Instant impact. Can it really go? Instant impact. How nice is he? Never going back. What is he gonna do on the next level? Instant impact. Is he gonna be a boom or bust? Instant impact. Is he gonna make or break? Instant impact. It's going down today. <laughs> Coming off that fire intro, you know how we do on Instant Impact, baby. It's your boy, Coach Keith, recording live on a Tuesday. What up, Twitter? What up, Instagram? What up, Facebook? <laughs> I got my boy, B.A. from the GA in the building. Brooks Austin, SI's on. What's good, big dog? Hey, man, it's another Tuesday evening over here in the state of Georgia, man. We got, you know, pads starting to get put on. Helmets been on the early part of the week. So high school football really starting to pick up here uh, in the Peach State. Let's keep our fingers crossed that it continues that way. All signs pointing to us having some football down here in the South. Tennessee jumping on the books uh, for high school football. Florida seems like they're ready to go for high school football. So the South seems that we are going to be playing some of that fine football down here. Well, listen, you guys can pick up the slack for us because we're going to kick back and put our feet up for a little while. <laughs> but let's get the show started today. Instant Impact. We're talking about 15 Power 5 commits on the show today. We got one of them joining us on the show. I'd like to bring in uh, Southern California's own Mr. Robert Reagan Jr., Orange Lutheran High School, 2021 cornerback, commits to Arizona State. Shout out, forks up. I don't know if y'all can see me, but forks up. Rob, thanks for joining Instant Impact. How you doing? Is that it? You're doing okay, man. Well, listen, right off the bat, Arizona State, they get a commitment from what I think is a guy who's undervalued and underrated nationally. You've been a three-year starter at Orange Lutheran, which, of course, plays in the Trinity League out here in Southern California, which is big-time 7A football out in Georgia. What are the Sun Devils getting when you talk about Robert Reagan Jr. committing uh, to Arizona State? Well, they're getting uh, all around DB that could play off man coverage, uh, press, zone, tackle, uh, read the ball well, do anything, honestly. When you talk about making a commitment to somewhere for three to four, three to five years, that's a big time decision. Tell us why Arizona State was the place for you in particular. Um, coaches, I have a good relationship with uh, Coach Hawkins, especially. Uh, we really vibe. And um, I think I could really live there for the next four years of my life. It's just a good choice for me. Coach Hawkins is a young coach. Um, he's never had a full-time position coaching defensive backs. What led you to put that type of trust in such a young guy that's pretty inexperienced in terms of coaching the game of football? Um, honestly, we just both got to trust each other. We don't know what to expect. So... Just keep working hard on both our both our ends, and uh, just keep going day by day. No, about no doubt about it. Listen, you're battle tested. You play in the Trinity League, and you've seen some of the top wide receivers, top athletes that top quarterbacks country, too. Yeah, yeah, top quarterback that the country has to offer. How do you think the Trinity League and facing that type of competition is going to bode well for you at the next level? Oh, uh, the Trinity League uh, got me prepared really well for uh, college. So I think I'll be ready. No question. And what types of guys that have you faced that have helped you get ready for the Pac-12? The people I faced like Kyle Ford, Logan Lawyer, JoJo Hawkins. I practiced with them every day before. So uh, they got me prepared uh, really well. 
No, no question. B.A., you want to jump in here? Yeah, I mean, my, one of my favorite ESPN guys of all time is Herm Edwards. Now, obviously, he jumped back in uh, to coaching and went down to the college ranks, something he's not really familiar with. What was it like kind of getting recruited by a guy like that that's nationally known? I mean, we know we, we are well aware of him out here on the East Coast, and, and he's pretty much turned around or starting to turn around that Arizona State uh, program. What's it like being recruited by him? Well, I'm blessed to be uh, recruited by him, especially a coach like him. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, he's a good motivator. Uh, gives a lot of motivational speeches, and that's what I look forward to playing underneath him. What 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 vision was sold to you, Robert? Um, being that Arizona State seems like they're a team on the rise in the Pac-12. They've got a litany of NFL guys in that building in terms of coaches. What's the vision um, in Tempe? Uh, the vision in Tempe. Uh, they, of course, have a good NFL network, the coaches, and uh, just not being a better player, but also a better man that the coaches will teach you. No question. Brooks, go ahead. No, nah, man, I, I, other than that, what, what was picking Bryce Young off like? I, that, that's one question <laughs> I noticed on your highlight tape. I noticed you got him in the red zone, too, which is, yeah. you know, that's that's crucial for a quarter, not only for a corner, but that is a number one no-no for a quarterback, especially one that's that highly touted. What was it like getting Bryce? I was excited. I loved it. <laughs> best feeling of my life no question about it talk to me a little bit about some of the the best matchups you've ever had on the playing field we know southern california we're we're loaded with talent on the outside we got perimeter players for days not much in terms of the trenches but on the outside and the perimeter we can stack them up with anybody who are some of the best guys that you face who were not on your team kind of in the trinity league or outside of your league Okay, uh, shout-out to Bo Collins. He's definitely the best receiver I've had to face. Strong, fast, good routes, good catch. He's Yeah, he's definitely the top ones I've faced. No question about it. Arizona State is picking up a ton of momentum on the recruiting trail. You being a guy who's been kind of noted as a three-star guy, I think you're underrated, undervalued. But what other players uh, are do you plan on recruiting or that staff really is putting an emphasis on bringing to Tempe? Uh, seems like they're trying to get a lot of linemen in there right now, and that, they've been succeeding their goals so far. So um, I think they're doing well. They're doing perfect, honestly, in the recruiting area. I do have some background on you. I know how um, impactful and I know how um, important your dad has been in your life. I want to talk – a little bit about the influence your parents have had with you, not just on the football field, but just in life in general. What type of impact have your parents played in your in your upbringing? Uh, big impact, uh, especially, you know, you're going to get haters once you start succeeding more, just to block out that noise and just keep going day by day. And um, just being able to learn different things, like different coverages and uh, how to, you know, talk to different people. Stuff like that. Do you plan on playing early at Arizona State? What's the plan for you in particular? Um, and, and if you do plan on playing early, and that's what's been communicated to you, what do you need to work on to be an impact player off the jump? Uh, yes, I do plan playing early, so I'm not going to play this season in high school. So, um, But I, what I need to work on is uh, probably just my explosiveness. I want to be more explosive, uh, getting off the ball and breaking on the ball. 
no question about it. I think Arizona State got a guy um, who has big-time potential. I don't think you are who you will be, but there are flashes on your tape that show that you have the ability not only just to play at the Pac-12 but be an all-conference player. One thing that stands out to me is your ball skills. You can find the ball whether you're in man coverage and getting your head around or whether you're in zone dropping coverage and going to make a play outside of your zone, where'd you get those ball skills from? And, and who's the credit for those ball skills? Uh, the DB lab, Coach Vic. Uh, I first went to him for a training. Uh, he got me right, got my technique right. That's the most important part. And uh, bless him for that. Shout out to Coach Vic in the DB lab out here in Southern California. No doubt he does a great job. Robert, I uh, want to get you out of here because we got to move on. But my last question is, when you get to Tempe and you step on that, camp, that campus, most likely in the springtime, what is your mindset when you step on that campus and into that build? What's your mindset? My mindset is just to compete every day and just win. Compete and win. That that sounds like it bodes well for life in general. Is there anything yeah. you want to say to the Arizona State faithful? We know we got a lot of Arizona State fans watching. They're going to be seeing this interview. They're going to be hanging on every word. What message do you want to send to that group of fans down in Tempe? You got a good player coming, a good D, DB that will lock everything down. No doubt, Arizona State, three-star commitment out of Orange Lutheran High School, Mr. Robert Reagan, Jr. Congratulations, good luck, and be well. Yeah, appreciate you, man. All right, thank you. No doubt, moving along here. Moving along on Instant Impact, we appreciate Robert for joining the show real quick. Congratulations to him, his his family, also the Arizona State staff. I think they got a really good football player. Let's move along. We're going to uh, defensive back Donovan McMillan commits to Florida. 6'2", 195, B.A. I just got a lot of chance to speak my piece with Robert. Why don't you go ahead and start this one off? Yeah, man, you hit on it. 6'2", a buck 95. I got in my notes, this is a box safety. I mean, he's got plenty of pop in the pads. Do really stick you. Um, and he does his best work coming downhill to strike the ball carrier. Uh, I wonder how much, you know, how much weight he's going to end up packing on. I honestly want to say if you put 20, 25 pounds on this kid, He's going to be a pretty daggum good linebacker, and and you can allow him to play in space too and be a little versatile down there for Florida as well. They've got plenty of DBs that are long, lengthy, and skinny and twitchy and fast and all that stuff. They don't have too many of these guys. This this is a real thick football player. And like I said, I think there's a potential it, that he could move to linebacker because when you look at him on tape, he looks a little heavier than 195. He looks like some of these linebackers that we've evaluated on here. So um, I don't see the, – the tape doesn't scream explosive is what I'm saying, but other than when he arrives to the ball carrier. When he arrives to the ball carrier, it's frightening. I mean, there, like I said, there's thunder in these shoulder pads. So I just wonder, A, how much weight he's going to put on, B – if he doesn't put on any weight, how much faster is he going to get? Because the the world of playing, you know, in the box safety ain't really here no more. Everybody kind of rotates and swings safeties high and, and low, depending on, you know, what formation there are, what, what they're trying to do in disguise defensively. So you can try to be a box safety nowadays, but ultimately you're going to get left in center field. And I don't know how much center field safety, not only has this kid played before, but he's going to be able to play in the future. That's my only question. You know, this is an interesting football player. First of all, this is an NFL football player. That's the first thing. This yeah. kid has the, the vision, 
the feel, the instincts as a defensive back to see ball, get ball, make play on ball. And that's the first thing. With that type of size and that type of playmaking ability and physicality, like you talked about, when he comes to hit you, he's going to sting you now. I love him as an open field tackler. In man coverage, I love his closing speed. I got a comp for you. How about the new Seattle Seahawks, Jamal Adams? That's freaky. I mean, same kind of size, low. Same kind of size. Jamal, what, 6'2", 215, 6'1", 215. And I can see Donovan being that weight, kind of that size in three to four years. But I just love his ability tackling the football, making plays on the ball, stripping it, tipping it, picking it. This is an instinctual feel football player. You get him out in space, he's going to make plays. He's going to make hits. I love his closing speed. My comp, and I got some comps for you today, baby. You didn't know I brought that out the hat, but Jamal Adams is my comp. This is an NFL player. Mark my words. Let's move along. Uh, University of Georgia got a commitment for the 2022 class. Yeah, this is right up your alley, B.A., Mr. Cedric Washington. You know, I, I differed, and I couldn't decide on, do I call this kid a linebacker? Or do well, I call this kid an in? I'm going to let you so, go and take it away. So here's here's the number one giveaway. If Glenn Schumann's recruiting you, you're going to be playing linebacker at the University of Georgia, and that's who was after this kid from day one out there at Cedartown High School. A little trivia for Keith, because I like to do this, especially with the with the East Coast guys. Uh, another prominent Georgia Bulldog and another prominent player that went to Cedartown High School. Do you know him? I do, and it's on the tip of my tongue because I've 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 seen it and I've attached it. But I it's Nick Chubb. All right, Nick Nick Chubb. Nick, there you go. Nick Chubb okay. played at Cedartown High School Cedartown. out here in Northwest Georgia. Okay. And this kid actually works out with Nick during the offseason. When Nick, because he comes home every offseason, this kid and Nick Chubb are in the in the weight room together constantly. And I'm gonna tell you what, you know that you know how Nick's not like a, a real big talkative guy. And I, I act like I know I'm calling him Nick, but you know he's not like a talkative guy, yeah. not real, not on social media, he doesn't do all the ads. You ain't never gonna see him in a commercial, stuff like that. This is the same type of kid, okay? Mm-hmm. All he does is work. That's all he does. He sits in the weight room, and he grinds his butt off, and then he goes out on the football field, and he lights folks up. He's going to be playing inside linebacker. He's 6'2", 227 pounds already as just a rising junior because this is a 2022 kid. So he could get bigger. Don't get me wrong. He could be playing outside linebacker when he ultimately gets there to the University of Georgia. Maybe that's a smooth transition for him, and it will be a smooth transition for him. Um, but man, something about these bow-legged athletes, I've, I've been saying this since I, I met my first bow-legged athlete when I was like 12 years old and he was hitting balls 450 feet when we were 12, something about these guys that are a little knee knock that are just, they're freakish, freakish athletes. I saw him doing something on tape and I'm sure you've seen it, Keith. He got flat out fooled. I mean, fooled on a screen pass, right? Tackle did a great job shucking him, getting his hands down, throwing him down to the ground. Next thing you know, Cedric pauses the film. And he, I mean, he is on his shoulder. He is yeah. on his shoulder. And I'm thinking, you know, as an evaluator, I'm sitting there watching. All right, all right, I'm about to watch an effort play. I'm about to see him pop back up like an up down and run this ball down. No, he never hit the turf. He put his hand down on the ground, popped right back up, and then pursued the ball carry, tackled him on the far sideline. I think Georgia got a Georgia type of kid. Okay, there, there's five stars in that roster. There's all kinds of kids that look like that. 
but there's also guys like Nick Chubb. There's also guys like Tay Crowder you probably never heard of, but was Mr. Irrelevant in the, in, in the NFL draft this year. Real quiet. All they do is work. No, a uh, linebacker. All they do is work. Okay. All, the, all they know Nick is Crowder. work, and all they know is grind in that Georgia G on their chest. This is that type of kid, um, and I think he is going to end up playing inside linebacker at Georgia. That's the first thing I have in my notes. This is an inside linebacker, but I I challenged myself to say, as a coordinator, do I take away his best attribute, which is his, his explosiveness off the ball? It's his best attribute. Let me tell you, this dude is freaky now, okay? Yeah. He's freaky Them now. leggers, I'm telling Listen, you. Listen, at 6'2", 215, this is, this is freaky coming out of your sophomore year and your tape looks like that. That type of bend and explosion and suddenness off that edge mixed with the pursuit and the physicality. I got a comp for you. How about Nolan Smith? That's a no. little too much for me. Really? No. Tell me why. Because Nolan, I, I guarantee you could throw Nolan on a basketball court right now. He could do a 360 windmill. This is a totally different type of athlete, I think. I mean, what Nolan probably is like a four six four six five runner, like just incredibly. He was explosive. a four four nine guy, yeah, four five guy, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, you don't think Cedric is going to be that? I also a little something on Nolan. I was told by like a legitimate source the other day that I don't know if that was legit. I'm, okay. I'm just I'm just telling you. We'll find out when he goes to the NFL draft in a couple of years. We will yeah, find he's out. Freaky, he's gonna, he is freaky explosive. But that yes. that but that first that first couple steps, I could see where you're getting at. That 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 first three steps off the line of scrimmage, I can see where you're getting that. But Nolan's also 6'4", 235 pounds. So that, is that, he six four? Yeah, he's he must he's six, he's, he's six three. He's six three and a half, two hundred thirty five pounds. Six four, two hundred thirty five pounds. He's a big boy, um, and he's got a lot more bend than Cedric. I think Cedric's going to work best as an inside linebacker because all that explosiveness we're talking about, that first three steps. He can find that vertically as well in a in a in a stand up stance. He can get down and have that quick click that we talk about with these linebackers all the time. I think he's still got that as well. Whatever the case may be, I really like Cedric Washington. Yeah, I mean he. I got it in my notes. Country strong. This boy is country strong. It's not normal. He. I don't know. He's been living, you know, cedar the hay town. Georgia. Yeah, like you said, Cedar, hey, North, Brown, you said, Northwest Georgia. Georgia. Listen, I get all of it. Love his toughness. Love his physicality. It pops on tape. He's got applicable length to be on the edge and be an edge if, rusher. If that's where they want to leave him. If, if they, Right, if that's where they want to leave him. I do see him at inside linebacker, though. So mm-hmm. Cedric Washington commits to Georgia. Congratulations. Let's move along. Wide receiver, Dwayne Lofton, 5'11", 175. Commits to Vi Tech, Virginia Tech. They get a receiver. They get a guy with some speed and some burst. Um, I, I love him out of his breaks. I love yeah. him out of his breaks. He can create separation. This is a natural hands catcher. Um, and I see a running back with the ball in his hands. He's not your typical receiver once he catches the ball. He's not looking for a place to fall. This is a guy who understands where the defense is and understands how to get ghost, Right. Let me get lateral, let me get diagonal, and let me get vertical and turn on the juice. Now, his top-end speed isn't great. It isn't great, but it's good enough. I definitely think it's good enough. I got a comp for you, and I'm going to let you jump in here. Amari Rogers, University of Clemson. Okay. That's a a comparable body size, right? These 
the sticker. I think I think we got two wide receivers on this tonight's show that are almost identical. One with a little bit more burst and top end speed, and Brashard Smith. Where we're talking about guys that are five ten, five foot eleven, one hundred seventy five, one hundred eighty five pounds, but they run a lot heavier. Their pads are a lot heavier with the ball in their hands. I like this guy's ability in the open field just to be shifty. Right? You talk about the top end speed. The the tape doesn't show me what we're led to believe in sense of a 4-4 four, four guy, 4-5 four, guy. This ain't one of them, at least not in pads. He may be when you line him up on the turf and let him wear light cleats and take all of his clothes off and, and, and run in a straight line and be aerodynamic as possible. But when the pads come on, this is a real smooth strider, okay, in the open field. When he gets that top end gate, it's real smooth. But when he's in confined spaces, he's choppy and shifty, and I like that a lot about him. Um, I think he's going to be a bubbles and screens guy. I think he's going to be a bubbles and screens guy early in his career, uh, especially because he's going to have a transition into the slot where he's going to find a home. In college, this ain't a guy you're going to be able to leave outside, I don't believe. Um, and he's going to have to learn how to run the full tree out of the slot, how to get in and out of his breaks from that perspective because everyone can run the tree when they're younger on the outside. It's a totally different. You get a lot more off-man coverage. You get a lot more safeties over the top of you uh, there on the inside of the slot. So we'll have to see how he adjusts to that. Um, but I like the way he tracks the football as well. Mm-hmm. There's some clips. There's some clips on his tape where you know he's he's running that eye that eye. They're chasing those eyes down with that ball over his shoulder. I think that's very very important for a guy who's going to be running a lot of slot seams when he yeah. gets to Vatek. They're going to send this kid on some goes slot seams, uh, slot fade. Yep, slot seams and slot fades out of this kid and against cover three, and he's going to have to be able to fade back over the top of that corner and keep good body presence. So I think that kid's got this a lot, and I think you know. Depending on what Vatex got, he he might play early. I like him as a kick returner as well. Yeah. He, he's got some juice. I love his vision. He understands where the creases are. He's got enough speed to hit it and get it. Um, again, not a, a you know otherworldly fast type of guy, but he's got enough speed to get out in the open field and not be caught from behind. So uh, let's move along. Congratulations to Dwayne Lofton. Offensive tackle, Isaiah Glass. From Queen Creek, Arizona, commits to Arizona State, 6'5", 245 pounds, developmental project. First two words right out the gate. This yeah. is a this is a this is a three-year process. He's gonna red shirt. He needs to take two years to 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 eat and lift and eat and live. It could be a two-year process, depending on how committed he is. Um, but he's got projectable size. Um, he's got a applicable length, excuse me. I like his aggression off the snap. He's quick off the ball, but he better be a 245. Right? Yeah. Uh, one thing that I always like from offensive tackles, if you're athletic enough to play defensive end for your high school, that always bodes well. But again, at 245, you better be. Now, he's got to add 60 pounds. Is he still going to have that foot speed? Is he still going to have that flexibility, that quickness? The onus is on the strength and conditioning staff at Arizona State to get this kid together. There's talent there. There's potential there, but that'll also get you fired. My comp here is Mr. Walter Rouse. Started left tackle as a true freshman last year at Stanford. Played in the World Bowl with myself. He was a 260-pound kid as a junior at six foot five. Came out, he was 290, and started at Stanford at 305. So um, if that's any indication... Hopefully, Glass develops that way. B.A., what you see on tape? All right, first of all, I mean, you already hit on it. Extremely thin, right? I can't find him listed anywhere heavier than 245 pounds. Here's the good news. 
dad, D1 defensive tackle at Arizona State. So he's got some good genetics, okay? And he's a legacy there at Arizona State, so there's that. He's going to feel comfortable out there in Tempe. But, man, and back off the mic for – back the mic up just a little bit. Sorry. Um, the whole mic, yeah. We got an echo going on. It's all good. Um, but he plays with a ton of power and athleticism. I, I love that about him. He's 245 pounds. We expect to see the athleticism, right? I mean, you already said it. If you're that thin, you better be able to move. I didn't expect to see this kind of power when I saw how light he was. He rolls his hips really, really well. I love the potential of this prospect. Only spent He's only spent like a season at left tackle. He's going to get his second season this year. Well, actually, he's not because he's out there on the West Coast. He's only spent a year out there at left tackle. I don't know what he was playing, whether he's playing right tackle or tight end. My Based off the weight, I would assume he's been messing around playing tight end for a little bit of while. Um, but this is, a, this is an athlete, man. If you just watch him move, and again, I know he's, I know he's thin. But even 6'5", 245 pounders ain't supposed to move like this, not with this kind of power either. Um, it just, depending on how much weight you throw on him, then we'll find out what his anchor looks like in college. Because right now the anchor looks good. I mean, he's out there on the West Coast playing against some guys that are pretty good, I would assume. And he don't get, he don't get bull rushed. I mean, he's got a strong anchor at 245 pounds. So there's applicable strength there in this kid's frame. This is a red shirt candidate with top 96 ceiling in terms of the NFL draft. That's what I think of this kid's body patterns, okay? If you just watch the way he moves. And again, it's all it's all the whole upside of this projection is all based off what he looks like when he does add on. I don't think he needs 60 pounds to play early. I think he needs about 50 good solid poundage um to play at 295 cuz he's got that kind of play strength. Um you 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 can tell me uh Panay Sewell's 305 pounds. I don't believe it. If you look at that guy in person, he ain't wh- – where is he hiding 305 pounds? He might be 295, and when he shows up to the NFL combine, he might weigh 302 because he drank five gallons of water before he went out there and got on the scale. But I don't see 295 pounds, but you know what? It's okay because there's applicable strength. He's really, really strong and powerful. This kid's got that, and if it's, it, but it can't be that at 245 pounds. Like you said, this is a red shirt candidate. But, hey, man, if you eat the PB&Js and leave out the J's, just eat the peanut butter sandwiches. If you eat, like, six of them a day, wake up at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, do all that unhealthy stuff that all these fat guys like me have been doing for their whole life to get up to the play weight that they need to be at. If you do all that stuff and get to 295, it ain't going to take but, like, eight months. If you really look at it, some of these guys pack on this weight really, really quickly when they get to big schools, and I think this is a candidate to do so. Now, I just hope he holds on to the athleticism and the body patterns because he looks like a major prospect at tackle. I just he just doesn't have the weight. Again, <clears throat> developmental project. The talent is there. The projection is there. You better do a great job developing Hall of Famer Kevin Mawai, offensive line coach. Got you. You you're paying this guy to develop these kids. Here's his first big project. And uh, I think things are going to bode well for Isaiah. I'll, Glass. I'll tell you this. I would rather do what we're talking about with Isaiah Glass than what we're about to talk about here with this next prospect. Let's move along. That's a great tangent. We're going to jump on it. Offensive guard, Kalon Ellis, out of St. Louis High School in Hawaii, commits to Syracuse, 6'5", 350 pounds, Starts at left tackle. That ain't what he's going to be playing in college. I can tell you that right now, B.A. We talked a little bit about this earlier. You've got some strong thoughts. Go ahead and share. 
Yeah, I mean, you could say he's 350 pounds. I'm going to take his word for it. He's 355 pounds if you check his Twitter bio. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know you're Hawaiian. I don't know if that plays anything to do with this, but you don't need to be putting that out there. People say you're 350. You need to be 350, okay, not 355 on your bio. Um, But this is our second kid we've talked about going all the way east to Syracuse from Hawaii and – I'm not really – I think both of them are really big projects, and here's why. Okay, this one with Kalan, this is, like I said, complete opposite of glass. He's too heavy. 355 pounds don't play nowhere. It didn't play nowhere in the 90s when they wanted you 330 pounds playing tackle. Okay, they might play you at 350 pounds in the middle at guard in the NFL, but nobody nobody wants somebody this heavy, okay? Um it's all in his thighs too, man. It's all in his lower half. He's he's got some stuff to look. And this this coming from a fat guy. Look, I struggle with weight my whole life. Okay, it's a very sensitive subject in my household. Anytime my wife makes a fat joke, I'm like, you just made a fat joke, and it hurts my feelings. It's been hurt my feelings my whole life. Okay, so I say this as someone who struggled with their weight. 355 pounds is not conducive. Imagine this, okay? If your college coach wants you to roll in at 350 pounds, let's just call it 350, okay? That two or 330 pounds, that 25-pound weight that we're just carrying around, imagine just walking around with a 25-pound weight in your backpack all day and trying to play football. It's not helping you, okay? The play strength's there. He's got he's got good hands. I mean, his hand, as soon as he puts his hands on somebody, they, they explode, but all he's really doing is leaning on people because he can't move people, okay? So the upside of this kid, 6'5", 355 pounds, great. For him to even move as well as he does right now at 355 pounds is excellent, okay? There's no way for me to evaluate this kid because before he steps onto a field in the ACC, his body's going to look completely different, completely different, all right? So... There's just this is a strictly inside zone player right now. If, if if you if Syracuse has any outside zone plays in the in the playbook, they can scrap those if they're thinking about playing Kalan. You can't run power with this kid because he ain't gonna be able to clear right now. He's not gonna be able to get over two gaps and get north and south. So again, I'm not I'm not throwing dirt on this kid's career already because it it hadn't even started yet. But when he gets out of Hawaii, when he gets to Syracuse. If they can cut 40 pounds off of him, he's going to look like a totally different athlete and a totally different football player. And until then, I'll just leave it at that. Get the get the body composition corrected, and then we'll readdress your situation and readdress what kind of athlete and what kind of player you are because you're going to look like a totally different football player. First thing I have in my notes here is you, you got to get your weight under control. Kids got to get his weight under control. He's too big, okay, too big. And like you said, it's not healthy. It's not conducive to being effective and productive at the position. He's going to kick in and be a guard at the next level. We do know that. But the, the feet are slow. The arms are short. Um, he's got great pop in the hands. No question about it. But here's the deal. He doesn't want to move his feet, Brooks. And multiple times on tape, he's tackling guys on mm-hmm. the edge. Literally tackling them. Now, I don't know if a hole was called or not, but it's going to be called at the next level. Yeah. Um, I got a comp for you. There was a guy in the early to mid-2000s who was a JC All-American, and Pete Carroll was at USC. They needed an offensive guard. And they took this kid named Deuce Latouille. 
Now, if you know anything about Deuce, he came in 380. I'm about to say, Deuce, Deuce sound like a big joker. Oh, he was a, he was a big joker. <laughs> yeah. Deuce came in 380, but he got himself down to about 330. He used to walk around carrying two gallons of water. Yeah. And that he would drink that all day. And, and my followers out there, a lot of them from the West Coast, they'll remember Deuce Latouille held USC, win a national title, then lose in a national title championship game to Vince Young and the Texas Longhorns. But this reminds me of Deuce. Because at 380, he could not move his feet. But at 330, he was an NFL draft pick and played in the NFL multiple years. So, Kalai Ellis, if you take anything and, from this, man, take that. And it's not it's not doomsday. Look, we're talking, we're talking 30, 35 pounds, okay? It ain't it ain't like you gotta lose a whole house. And it ain't that hard either. When you've been this bit when yeah, just a room, just the spare bedroom, okay? That's when it. when you've been this big your whole life, it's it's probably a minor no, nah, we'll call it major. It's a major dietary adjustment mm-hmm. and it's cardio, baby. You got you got to wake up in the morning and do fasted cardio. Take it for somebody who lost 80 pounds when they got done playing, okay? Mm-hmm. I played at 315 pounds, had no business doing it, had no business at 6 foot carrying around 315 pounds. Looked like a bowling ball. Okay? Lost the 80 pounds in like four months. And all it was was a mindset of changing my daily habits and daily routines. And, and that's all it is. And if he can do this, again, we're going to be talking about a completely different football player uh, in just a handful of months. No question. Let's move along. Defensive lineman Ryan Williams out of Texas uh, commits to Colorado, 6'3", Brown 6'4", 200, about 50, 265. I couldn't get an official weight on him, but just gauging the film. Looked like he was about 6'3", 6'4", 260. Uh, this guy's a four-eye, right, on tape. He's yeah. playing four eye. I think this guy is going to be an for interior now. guy. He'll be a three technique on the next level. Colorado is a down four down team. Um, I like his size. He's got some length. He's got the stack and shed ability as a four eye, doing what they ask him to do for his high school. Now, it looks like I'm watching two different players on tape. And one, at, at, on some clips, he's got a terrific so, get off. That's so funny. And freaky explosiveness off the ball. And then in other parts of the tape, it's long, drawn-out you know movements, un- off-balance, and goofy. Go ahead. I'll read you my notes. Let's see. There's plays where I see freshman starter, and then there's plays that make me say, hmm, average. Right. And it's exactly what you're talking about. And I think what it is, Keith, is there's some hesitation in this young man's football game, okay? It seems like he's trying to read and then react instead of just playing the game of football, okay? And it's probably, I don't, a lot of it is he's playing defensive end and he probably don't need to be playing defensive end. Even though he's playing odd front, even though he's playing true four eye, those guys out there are veer releasing him so quickly and he's left in a read position where he ain't got no business doing, okay? This is the type of kid that if you just tell him to see ball, get ball, he's going to blow shit up. I mean, he's going to blow stuff up because when, you know, it's, it's pass wrestling situations, when it's third and long, that's when you saw that quick twitch, that first two steps, that burst that we want to see from a guy this size. When he had to be left reading, when he had to be able to, you know, stack and then shed and all this stuff, getting his eyes caught in the backfield, he just looked a little lost and a little slow. It's not because it's not there. It's just because they're asking this kid to think when he needs to be a three tech that's just told to go. 
And that's what he's good. Yeah, it just attacked. And that's what he's going to get to do when he gets to Colorado. The other thing I got for you is, yeah, he might be 260, 265. But to me, it looks like this kid's been holding on to the idea of playing defensive end, especially in his body composition. If you look at him, he ain't got no business being 265. It needs to be about 285, 290 and play it that way because his frame can certainly hold it. Um, but if we get rid of the hesitation, and again, I don't think that's anything on him. I think that's everything to do with the fact that this kid's way too long and way too big to be playing four eye out there um, and, and and just get caught in a reposition way too often. That's left for fluid and twitchy athletes. That's not one of these right here. This is a mauler and a brawler and a guy that you got to let go. Yeah, he's got to get inside. He's got to become a vertical penetrator. He's got to be a guy that can reset the line of scrimmage versus these interior offensive guards and really play in the backfield of offenses uh, in the Pac-12 and beyond. But let's move along. Cornerback, Corey Coleman, Coley Jr. Uh, I believe he's out of Florida, and Mm -hmm. he commits to the University of Maryland, a 6'1", 175-pound cornerback. I love his size and his length. I love his athletic ability. He's sudden. He's a willing tackler. Um, but it, there are a lot of instances on his tape where he's undisciplined with his eyes in zone coverage. Um, there's a lot of instances on his tape where he can't get his eyes back and find the football and man coverage. Um, and I got a question. Is, is he a dog? I don't think he's a dog yet. This is something that they're going to have to bring out of him. Now, they, he shows flashes, but I'm not a flash in the pants type of guy. I need consistency, physicality, and mental toughness. Corey Coley shows that at times, but it's not there fully throughout his tape. But I love the size, speed, length uh, kind of combination. He's got that in, 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 in spades. Go ahead, B.A. That's funny. The One of the notes I got here is I think Maryland saw the length and measurables and said, come on, because that's what it is. This is a this is a 6'1", 175-pound kid that's rail thin. I mean, he is rail thin, and he's going to be able to get up to 205 and just look like a freak of nature out there playing corner. He's going to look the part. Um, He disrupts the ball pretty well. Um, I just don't like seeing this much separation when you're in man-to-man situations. I think a lot of times guys had two or three yards on him, and he had to recover really quickly, and he's got good recovery speed, but I would just rather you not have to use that and be in in lockstep the entire time throughout the route. Um, And, you know, plays a lot in the slot in high school, if that's what Maryland wants them to do, like I said, they're going to have to put a bunch of weight on him and get him in there. It's that, it goes back to that conversation we had last week about corners. If you're there just to clean up, not blow up, you're, you're really not a willing tackler. Now, th- there, there's two different types, right? There's the guy that just kind of he's looking for the blow up shot. He's looking to, you know, make the play. And then there's the other guy that's a lockdown tackler. OK, there's still room in this world for both, but I prefer to have the lockdown tackler. If I, I prefer, obviously, I prefer the guy that is a willing tackler as a football player, right? Not just a guy out there trying to play seven on seven. And I don't think that's the case with this kid. I think he's willing. Um, you know, not a lot of kids from his high school uh, down there at Prince Christian or uh, Trinity Christian down there in Florida. Ain't too many soft boys coming from that high school. So I don't think that's the case. I just think maybe he needs to be coached up on how to tackle because it's a lot of shoulder tackling and a lot of I'm going to get a big hit instead of I'm going to make the correct hit. I got, a, I got a comp for you. I used to love Come this on. guy coming out of LSU. Remember Morris Claiborne coming out of LSU? I do. I he, do. Was a, he, was a, he was a size, speed, length guy. I mean, he just – he had all the attributes. When mm-hmm. he got to the NFL, he could not find the football and would not tackle. Can't do it. 
Mo Claiborne out of LSU. That's my comp for Corey Coley Jr. Corey, get physical, get tough. Find that ball when it's in the air. Don't reach out and clutch and grab and panic. Find that ball. Make a play on that ball. Let's move Snap on. Snap that head around, baby. Snap there, that there head around. There it is around. right there. There it is right there. Let's move along. Offensive tackle Joey Tenona, 2022 kid out of – where's he from, B.A.? Indiana. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, commits to Notre Dame. I mean, this, this is a Midwest kid from start to finish. Yeah. <laughs> from start to finish. 6'5", 275. You love the big uglies up front, B.A. Go ahead and take it away. Yeah, 6'5", 285 as a junior. So, you know, he's going to grow into that body, grow into, you know, get a little bigger as he, you know, before he arrives on campus up there in Notre Dame, I bet he's 295. I bet he's 300. But if I'm his dad, I'm keeping him as light as possible and letting Notre Dame put that weight on him, okay? Don't be one of these guys that thinks you can put the weight on your son that Notre Dame ain't going to be able to put on him, okay? Let him go in there light, okay? If it means he's got to sit the first six games of the freshman year, guess what? It's Notre Dame. They, they, they pump offensive linemen out into the NFL every year. He probably going to sit no matter what. So let them put the weight on, but he's probably going to grow into it anyways. I think he plays with great body lean, man. All right, so the, the, what, what people don't really understand about offensive linemen is they got to have an inside lean at tackle all the time, okay, all the time. And it's to keep their, their, their bull rush from getting compromises, to keep, you know, everything – tight and compact this kid plays really really well with a body leaning he's got good choppy steps as well but you hit on it man this is a northern offensive lineman okay not a ton of athleticism but you know what the tech is great the effort is phenomenal all right he's gonna get he's gonna grow into the rest of that frame at notre dame but what you can't teach is this type of technique this type of effort and this type of frame right i mean he's got really thin long arms when this kid swells up to 315 pounds and looks like he's been eating bison steaks for eight months, don't be surprised because that's what it's going to be. This kid's got all the room in the world to blow up, and he carries 285 really, really well right now. No, he really does. I have it in my nose, a big framed finisher. Yeah. Big framed finisher, and I love that at, at any type of offensive lineman, but especially at the tackle position. Why? When you talk about coming off that double team, especially in the gap scheme, working up to that next level, you've got to be able to have that frame to swallow up those linebackers and then finish them time and time again so they don't come with the same intensity and ferocity that they did in the first quarter that you don't expect in the fourth quarter. Joey Tonona, I think it's a good, good, really good kid. I mean, consider you got big Blake Fisher coming from Indiana as well in yeah. the 21 class. Now you got this big joker, all right? So you're talking about a left and a right tackle, uh, who are going to be your bookends. I think, I think you hit on it. This is a right tackle, though. Yeah, no question. You, I mean, these yeah. guys are going to be bookends for the next three to four years, and I think they're going to be a fantastic duo. Let's move along. Defensive back Devontae Wilson commits to Kansas. 6'3". That's what I got, 6'3". I didn't yeah. see 6'3 on tape. I, did. I didn't see 6'3". That was a bit much for me. 195, uh, size, length, and ball skills. Um his no, I'm talking size and speed and length. His ball skills are extremely questionable. I cannot tell you how many times this kid dropped a ball on tape. Oh my freaking god, son! I'm gonna need you to get you in front of a jugs machine. I'm gonna get you. I need your mama to get you outside, throw you hundred balls. Your daddy to throw you hundred balls. Your partners. I need five hundred catches a day. Devontae Wilson, yeah. can you please make a play on the ball? All um, great. Listen, this kid is really aggressive, which. 
really uh, create some diversity for me in terms of where he can be, he can fit. He can play in a slot because he can set the edge. Is he going to stay lean and be a corner? We'll see. His ball skills stink though right now. <laughs> this could be a safety. So there's some some scheme versatility for Devontae. Son, the ball is your friend. It's just a football. See the ball through the hole. Rotate the hands as the ball is coming, and then close the mouth of the alligator. Please, son, <laughs> do not drop the bag. Devontae yeah. Wilson, make a play. Damn. See, you, the audience can't see me because I'm kind of only half my shot, but I've been holding my arms up the whole time. This dude's arms. Oh, my God. This dude. This dude's che- – we, we call it checking in, and I dare you. They check in, they scrape the ground, and get in a good DB phase. Oh, yeah. This – this dude ain't even got to bend over. Them arms yeah. on the ground. But like you said, it don't matter if you got 12, you know, 12 foot arms. If you can't catch the damn ball, it's kind of useless. But, you know, how about first off, how about Kansas going into Florida and picking off two? Well, this is really, this is very North Florida. So this ain't really Florida. This kid was playing. Uh, wow. Did you just say that? I mean, <laughs> this is North Florida. It's not really Florida. Keith. Man, shout out to all the boys in Tally Ho, man. You've watched a ton of high school football. I have. A ton of high school football. I have. Does Jacksonville, Florida look like Miami? No, Florida? it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Okay, then. Don't, don't give me I'm back. Just, I'm don't just give teasing. Me back, I'm I'm just just teasing. But this is like super, super North Florida, okay? This kid was playing in Savannah a couple of years ago. So this, this is oh, okay. like South Georgia. It's like border. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Border in the States type of stuff. But anyways, how about Kansas going into the state of Florida and pulling out two DBs with some of the higher ceilings that we I've, I've evaluated here on this show, Omar Burroughs, the kid out of IMG Academy, five, yep. five foot 10, maybe five foot 11. But you, you, yeah, you compared him to the honey badger. Dude's a freak in terms yeah. of ball control. This is completely opposite, right? Devonte six, three, 200 pounds, all the length and strength and, and speed in the world. Omar plays a little undersized for the safety positions, but got all the ball skills in the world actually broke the record at IMG for interception. So I think, they come all the way out to Florida, pull out two guys with incredibly high ceilings that are probably a little bit overlooked. Um, but I saw 6'3". I saw, I saw every bit of 6'3". And I see that he likes to hit a little bit, and mm-hmm. that's good. That's good because he's going to end up moving to safety. That's what it's going to end up being. You're going to have Omar Burroughs playing the free and this kid playing the strong when he ends up, get, when he ends up getting to college and being 220 pounds, because that's what it's going to be. Look, all these kids that play DB, almost all of them, especially ones that are six foot two, six foot three, and on up, they're going to gain a substantial amount of weight when they get to college. Yeah. Almost all of them, 95% of them. The Keely Ringoves of the world, they're a whole different conversation, okay? That kid rolled into college at 205 pounds. He ain't putting on much more weight because he can't. Um, but these types of prospects, they're going to gain weight and they're probably going to change positions if they're willing to not only change positions, but do what the new position able. requires. Yes. yes. Willing and able. Do what the new position requires, which this kid is um, when it comes to wanting to hit. So that's good to see. No doubt about it. Let's move along. Hey, son, get some ball skills, please. Get some ball Ooh, skills. Hey, you, can't, you can't teach this, baby. You can't. But hey, Let's we can see. teach you how to catch the damn ball. Can they though? I, Can they? I've I, I've seen Terrence Edwards down here in Atlanta teaching wide receivers that got stoned for hands. One of them's going to SEC school, stoned for hands. First time I ever watched him. Next time I saw him, ain't drop a damn ball. So yeah, 
they they, they, listen, they can teach it to you. It, it, they can yeah. figure it out. You, you need to you need to work on it. It's it's a learned skill. But Lord have mercy, he must have dropped seven balls on tape. <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe it. Anyway, let's move along. Offensive line: Ryan Lange, committed to University of Cal. Now this is a big, this is a huge. This kid is massive. Monstrous is what I have right here in my notes. Six seven, three thirty. Definitely going to be a guard. Um, needs to play in a passing system. Needs to play in a passing system. Um, I love his ability. He's, he's got feet. He's got athleticism. He's got a great first step off the ball, but his technique, man, he needs a ton of technique work. He needs a ton of his hand usage is, is just, it's atrocious. <laughs> it's it's atrocious. If I go back to some of my coaching lingo, son, your hand uses is atrocious. He's running into people with his chest. Yeah, not good. That will get you flat back on the next level. Mm-hmm. A linebacker will come and punch you in your throat and drop you to your knees. Um, Matt Khalil reminded me a little bit of Matt Khalil. The reason why Matt Khalil struggled in the NFL because he could not move his feet in mirror edge rushers. Yeah. And he got exposed. He got exposed. That's what it reminded me of. So anyway, Ryan Lanes, go ahead, BA. Yeah, anytime I see a kid roll his feet backwards in his pass set to counteract the speed rush, not good. Not good at left tackle. I want to I want to have good heel to what is it? Toe to heel in step. I want to see your feet just like this, um, you know, your left foot about six, seven inches behind your right foot, a good body composition, a good body pattern, and a good body positioning. This kid plays with none of it. Um, and that's why I think I think that's why he's going to end up moving to guard. And it's not it's not because he's six six, three hundred and thirty pounds already as a rising senior. Okay. So who Lord only knows how much heavier he's going to get, and he can't get much heavier if he's going to continue to play um, and play well. But the thing that I see, the the potential that I see for him to be a solid three-year starter, three-year starter in the in the Power Five Conference, this is a compliment to this kid after we just tore him down for a minute, or two minutes, okay? He's massive, he's powerful, and he's got a great short set. His short set is really, really good. When, when he can just get that three quick steps into the ground, doesn't have to worry about a heavy kick slide out there, it looks great. He can use that frame to catch people. He's never going to be a heavy puncher. He's never going to shock anybody with his hands, but that's okay when you're this big. He's got something, just like we were talking about with Devontae, he's got something that God just doesn't give to everybody, and it's 6'6", six, six, and it's 330 pounds, and it's power. Okay, I liked him a lot better moving forward than I did him moving backwards, which screams all day inside interior offensive lineman. It screams guard play. Uh, and I think he's going to be a pretty good one when they clean up the tech. The other thing he's got to worry about when he moves inside, he's going to have to play with better pad level. Because yep. if, he, if he plays like this, man, them, them D tackles out there in the Pac-12, even though it is the Pac-12, Utah, Utah, Utah got something for this boy. The first time they see him, Utah three technique got something for him. And it's going to be a, 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 a shut. Day. It's going to yeah. be a shut emblem right here in his chest. And he's yeah. going to leave like it got tattooed gotta, on him. He's got to stop okay? that. They so he's going to have to, he's gonna have yeah. to sit down, get better hips and better ankle dexterity. If he cleans up all that stuff, I think he got a three-year starter at guard. Let's move along. We got a defensive end, outside linebacker hybrid. Jamarian Peterson commits to Arizona. Hybrid guy. Natural leverage guy plays the game really low. 
and I like that. The best thing that I like about him, though, is his pursuit to the football and his physicality when he arrives. This guy runs to the ball, and when he gets there, it's a car crash. Yeah. And you can always win with guys that play with great leverage, great effort, and great physicality. There's virtually no pass rush moves. Yeah. I don't think I saw a pass rush move on tape. It's either he's going to try to rock you backwards with a bull, <laughs> or and that's it. So they, yeah. they need to develop this guy. They need to get him in the lab. They need to develop his hands. He's got zero finesse rules, finesse moves. But at 6'3", 230, 235, he's got some leverage. He's got some power. He's got some speed. B.A., go ahead. Yeah, young kids, young defense linemen that are either watching or listening to this show. Man, start hand fighting now, however old you are. If you ain't never hand fought, I mean, slap box. Go out, go out in your front yard and slap box with your brother. Do something. Keep his hands off of you and hit him with your hands. Figure right. that out. Figure out how to hand fight and play with your hands and get stuff like that and, and figure that out. Look, man, 6'3", two, uh, no, we're on the wrong one, 6'4", 240 pounds, grown man, body, and frame. This kid is physically mature, and I, like you, I love that the pad level this guy plays with. What was that term you used, natural pad level? I love Naturally, that. Yeah, natural leverage, yep. I, I love that. This kid plays really, really low. He plays like he's 5'11", but when he stands straight up, he's 6'4". That's admirable, okay? And he, like you said, he arrives with that thunder in them pads that we want to see. Not a ton of bend, but he's already on the ground. He, he plays so damn low that you can't really see the bend, okay? Yeah. Um, so that's great. But here, here's the thing. We talk about offensive linemen all the time on here. How do you finish? What does that look like? Because we're, we're evaluating power five guys. We ain't talking about D2 kids, okay? We're talking about power five guys that are all – very, very good football players, all of them in their own right, in their own way. As a defensive end, when I'm evaluating you, I know you're great. When when Keith sends me your name, I know you're going to be a good football player when I turn on the tape, some better than others. But what separates at the defensive end position is the pursuit of the football. What separates you as an, as an offense lineman is how you finish each play. And what separates you as a defensive lineman is how you pursue the football. Look, go watch any one of these Division One, Power Five, D two, D three college programs practice. The very first thing that defense and Keith, you know this because you were defense coordinator, defense coach. The very first thing they do is pursuit drill oh, every yeah. single day. It oh, is see yeah. ball, go get ball. You're not going to have to teach this kid how to do it because no. it's in him. He wants to do it, and that is a major key to success for a defensive lineman. No question about it. I like him. I like him. I think Arizona, they need to develop his skill. But in terms yeah. of his ability to run, play low, play physical, and play fast, he's got that um, in space. Let's move along. Outside linebacker James Jackson. I like this kid a lot. University of Virginia got a guy, and I've got a terrific comp. But I'm going to let you start it off, B.A., because we talked a little bit about this pre-show via text. Yeah. Is this guy a receiver? Did they sign <laughs> him as a backer? Go ahead. Well, that, that's what we were talking about. Like he's 6'3", 200 pounds. So if he's going to play linebacker, he's got to gain some weight. If he's going to play wide receivers, he's probably going to lose some weight or get a lot more twitchy. Um, but then we looked at the roster and we looked at the depth chart. We looked at Virginia's defensive coordinator and we said, oh, they're one of these teams that still run a 3-4 and they run a traditional 3-4. Yes. They leave those guys on the field quite a lot. And that answered our question. I mean, he's going to be playing outside linebacker there at Virginia. 
Um, and that positional versatility that we're talking about, are you too small to play inside linebacker? Are you too big and a little bit too slow to play safety or DB? That's a perfect fit for this type of defense. I think he's a really smooth athlete. Um, but even if, if, if you go look at the roster up there, at Virginia, they don't have a linebacker that's under 225 pounds. So he's going to have to put on a, you know, a pretty substantial amount of weight when he gets there, but he looks a lot heavier on tape than 200 pounds. I liked him off the edge as a blitzer. Okay. He plays in an odd front now in high school, but it basically might as well be a bear front. If you really look at it on tape, they got two outside linebackers walked up on the edge while having three down linemen. That's not, that's to me, that's a bear front. That's what we called that. Uh, and I know it's not the traditional bear look, but that's what it looks like to me. And he gets a lot of free, free releases and free blitzes off the edge. But I think he's really, really good at that. He's shown an ability to bend a little bit to me on tape and he fights well with his hands. It's something we were talking about with Jamarian. You got to be able to fight with your hands. if We're going to do any type of uh, blitzing, but Hey, my last note on here is if it doesn't work out on the defensive side of the football, you got a super slot on your hands. You got one of these guys that's going to bulk up at 225 pounds, play with big physicality in the slot as a tight end slash slot receiver, whatever you want to call him, and be kind of a mismatch problem uh, if it doesn't work out on the defensive end of the football. I like him as an outside backer. The most important piece to his evaluation is this kid can close and finish. I yep. love his burst and acceleration off the edge. He's got really good length at 6'3". He's got the height. He's going to be 235 pounds before you know it. Give him about two years. I got a comp for you. Bronco Mendenhall is the coach of Virginia. He used to be the head coach, but before that, he was the defensive coordinator at BYU. Kyle Van Oy, Super Bowl champion. Ooh. Kyle Van Oy looked like this coming out of high school. Positional he was more of a, versatility. Yep. He, Kyle Van Oy was about 205, 210 heading into his senior year. This kid's 200, maybe about 205. Very similar. Very, very similar. Like Kyle Van Noy is a nice comp uh, for James Jackson. I think Virginia got a guy. I think they got a guy coming off that edge making plays. Let's move along. My computer's running out of juice. Some people's number one defensive tackle in the country out of Michigan, Damon Payne, 6'3 and a half, 297 pounds, commits to Alabama. BA, I'm going to say this right now. I am, I like the kid. I already know where you're going because you told like, me to some people. I, I like the kid. He's six three and a half. He's athletic. He's a good athlete. He's a disruptor. He's got strong hands. Um, he's got some finesse game. He's got really one move, which is a swim move that he's going to do every time. And his swim is way high. He better be careful he doesn't get his ribs broken. But this is not my number one defensive tackle in the country. I like the player. Bama got a really good kid. He's got size. He's got speed. He's got quickness. Um but at the end of the day, it, I have in my notes, is he a dog? I did not see a dog on tape. Look at his offensive reps. He's coming around the corner, and he's he, it, it, it is soft. And it's <laughs> soft. Listen, and BA, in my experience, right, I've coached first-round picks. I've coached goobers. <laughs> it's either you're a dog or you're not. It's not yeah. like I'm a dog one play and then the other t- or, or two plays and the other two plays I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a baby, right? It's either mm-hmm. I'm a dog or I'm not a dog. And what I see on tape is this kid has a lot of the attributes you're looking for. I got a beautiful comparison here. Fletcher Cox, former mm-hmm. Mississippi State defensive tackle, 
Fletcher Cox, Philadelphia Eagles pro bowler, very similar. 6'4", 315, I can see this kid. Fletcher Cox, Cox, a great athlete. I can see this kid in that Fletcher Cox mode. But is he a dog? I know Mason Smith is a dog. Yeah. A straight animal. Straight Nola dog. I don't, I don't know if I see this in Damon Payne. Go ahead, B.A. I mean, I, I think he's exactly what Alabama wants in defensive tackles. He's 6'4", 300 pounds. I call him thick and nimble. That's what they look like. They're big, yeah, heavy right. defensive tackles, and they can move, right? They can move side to side. They can move horizontally. I love that he plays with a flat back at all times, okay? But I'm I'm with you, on, and, and we've been in lockstep like we always are on most of these um, throughout you know, I think it's better radio and better TV when we disagree, but yeah. it, it, we're, we're too similar of evaluators for that to happen very often. I'm with you on this sense that where do I find the dog if you play both ways and what you do on the offensive side of the football? And I know he's playing both ways, and I know he's probably a little tired, and he wants to play defensive tackle, and he's going to play defensive tackle, so he might be p- taking those reps off. And if that's the case, don't put that crap on your highlight tape because – Guys like me and Keith, that tells me something. That tells yeah. me something about you that I can't see where you're just rag tossing 260 pound white boys from Michigan. Okay. Oh, I, can't see, trash. I can't see that yeah. on tape of your defensive tape, but I can see what your fight and finish looks like on the offensive side of the football because that's never going to change. How you fight and how you finish on that side of the football and offensive line. Don't matter if you're playing against a guy like yourself, Damon, or if you're playing against some scrub like you were on the other side of the football. So I think he does a exceptional job. I love the overall athleticism and pursuit of this kid, but I'm with you. The cop's not great. I think he sheds blocks pretty well, but he's a little fond of the pass of the swim move. And guess what? When was the last time you saw, I mean, Aaron Donald is about the only defensive tackle I've seen in the world that can effectively swim move and not get his cracked because right. he's so damn quick. He, he's doing it to split the double team, if anything, not not beat the not beat no. the guy up front on the defensive line okay, or offensive line, line of scrimmage. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't see the nation's number one defensive tackle. I do yeah. see it in Mason Smith. I, I know Ernest Harvey Jr., the guy that trains him. I talk to him pretty regularly. Mason Smith is a dog. Okay, and a lot of that's that Louisiana, that 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 nastiness. But this kid's got the body. Okay, Mason's got some stuff to clean up. But Mason is a competitionaholic. He is a freak of nature in terms of his athleticism, and he's only going to get better. Okay, I don't know how much better Demond Payne gets when he gets to college because if you look at him, he's pretty physically maxed out as we as we speak now. The, the, the comp bothered me. The comp was nobody wanted to block him. Nobody, they actually yeah. ran away from him and refused to block him. So that bothered me. I got 1% left on my computer. I got to wrap it up. Anyway, Damon Payne, congratulations, University of Alabama. That's about it. Coach Keith, BA, we out of here. Instant impact. Till next time. See you when see we you see guys. you. It's time for our sit and sleep sleeper of the week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced 
sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Sit and sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Yeah. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. 